Hello, I'm Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko, and this is episode something or other of... Seven. Seven. <laughs> seven of several of Bard's Eye View podcast, re-watching and, and re-enjoying Xena Warrior Princess all over again. And this week we come to episode seven of season one, The Titans. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. This is one of the... <laughs> yeah, can you sense my excitement about it? Um... <laughs> This is one of, the, my own. one of the episodes that is, you know, ostensibly based on Greek mythology, but as we'll see, not really. Um, loosely. It takes, loosely inspired by. It takes names, and that is yeah. Yeah. more or less it. The Titans in this episode bear very little in common with the Titans from mythology, Um yeah, pr- pretty much the names. That's yeah. about it. Before before starting the episode, I spent fifteen minutes sort of reading up on the Titans from mythology and the Titanomachy and the the war mm. between the Titans and the Olympian gods, and um, was like, right, okay, really? time for the Titans, I, and then I, turned the episode on I and was like, oh, it's, well, no, you mean you, you didn't need to because you got me. That's true. Yeah, anyway, turned the episode on already for. Ooh, let's do a deep yeah. dive on the Titans. But no, it's just three douchebags. Or rather one... <laughs> <laughs> or rather, to be honest, one douchebag yeah. and one simpering woman and one cuckold. <laughs> that's, that's true, actually. That's true. Let's, let's press on. Let's, yeah. let's get into the episode. Go for it. So so we, we start off with Xena, as, as so often hovering about in the undergrowth, being suspicious. Um, yeah. And we, we we become aware of a ragtag band of ruffians coming along the uh, the pathway. And do they have um, bad teeth? With Probably. I, I didn't pay attention to the teeth, but we got straight into the rhubarb rhubarb section of the show. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I, need to do, I need to do a rhubarb rhubarb jingle. Yeah. And this time it was rhubarb rhubarb, so I cut off his head. <laughs> So that, that, was, that was quite good. So that sets the tone that these yeah. are not friends, except it turns out they are old friends, or at least one of them is, because they recognise Xena when, when they meet. Yeah, and this is right after Xena uh, asks Gabrielle to go and park her horse somewhere. Go take care of the horse, she says, and like, what? Like, do what with the horse? What exactly is it you expect her to do with this horse? Oh yeah, Ar- Argo, who did actually get a name check last last week, has last been week relegated to and this week the generic just, horse again. Yeah, yeah, just the horse. Go park my horse, right? So Gabrielle goes yeah. off, dutifully find a parking place for the horse. She's going round and round the Tesco car park. Uh, there's just nowhere that we can slot this horse in. So and she, she decides she to... That she has promised the horse a snack as well. Well, you know, sweet. she decides to take the horse through the horse wash while they're waiting. Which is obviously why, which is obviously why when Xena whistles for the horse, you know, yeah, um, the horse doesn't come because it's too busy getting waxed or whatever, you know. Uh, uh, you so you don't wax horses. That would be very not? painful. Why not? <laughs> Let's go for it. So you've heard of a turtle wax? Why not? You know. <laughs> It's you you whole... may have misunderstood. Okay, the whole the whole conflict with Gabrielle. Does fucks up with the horse? Does some fuck up with the horse? It's all very sort of lame. 
It's all. It's just a. It is. It's kind of a lame conflict for them to have. Uh, she said, Zenas tells Gabrielle to go look after the horse, and then the horse isn't immediately available for whistling, and therefore yeah. Gabrielle is now the in trouble because Zena has to chase after, it, you know, ludicrous bad guy yeah. number one. Yeah. Uh, and this is the line a few episodes ago I said, you know, she does, she's kind of mean to Gabrielle sometimes. Yes. In this yes. first season. This and is, then she says the times. line. She says the line. Uh, Gabrielle's like, I'm sorry. And she says, don't be sorry, just improve. <laughs> Which stuck in, always and, stuck in my mind. And then she just rides off. And she just fucks Gabrielle off, behind. yeah. And she but just we've, we've off. missed out we've missed out something else we got in very early in the episode is the fight 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 scene yeah um, so just, there's some some improbable uh, yeah. physics and uh. and then the yeah there was a bit of a, a rhubarb rhubarb bit where um they had added in some guy going she can't take us all on which they're like what what show are you watching <laughs> yes she can yeah yes she very much can and will you idiot and does and does yeah Anyway, so nah. so after after Zena, right, <laughs> this is going to be a good one. This folks. is a great episode, guys. This is a brilliant Settle episode. Um, <laughs> so after Zena buggers off after delivering this parting shot, which I did, I, I did say when I brought it up a few episodes ago that I have used this mm. line uh, in my work. <laughs> which oh, don't, not, don't be sorry, just improve. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. Well, I only mm. use this. I use this. I, I'm a teacher. I've said it before, but I use yes. this line when children do that fake apology that's not real. That where <laughs> they think that just saying sorry is enough, and they can continue behaving the way they were behaving. And I'm like, don't be sorry. I don't care if you're sorry. Just stop doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's fair enough. Um, okay. Anyway, so she wanders off. And of course, butts her nose into some weird ritual that she doesn't know the purpose of. As you oh, do. Yeah, so we're, we're back with Gabrielle. She she hears hears freaky chanting from a, a dark cave, which sounds just as sinister as fuck. So naturally, yeah. she goes in and finds a bunch of people in weird robes reading a chant yeah. for an unknown purpose. Hmm. What shall we do? I know, says Gabrielle. I'll read the chant for them properly. And basically, right, she just comes in and goes like, oh, yes, the problem is that your pronunciation is wrong, actually. You're putting the stress on the wrong syllable. You're actually putting the stress <laughs> on the wrong syllable. So basically she does, she comes in and goes, it's Leviosa. No, it's Leviosa. <laughs> not Leviosa. You know? And then, voila. You know? She wakes you up know, three fucking guys. I, I listened to this, this bit several times over because I, I have a little rudimentary Greek, you know. And do you know what the chant is? Do you know what, what? it says? No, what? It says, thank you very much. You're welcome. Hello, good morning. Hello, good afternoon. Hello, good night. It's just... Are you serious? It's like, is this real? Seriously, it's, You're... it's lesson one of teach yourself, not even ancient Greek. <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> The, That's brilliant. Later on, there's 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 it's even sillier the the the, the later one. We'll, we'll get to that. Wow. But yeah, it's just thank you very much. No worries. Hello, hello, hello. That's fucking brilliant. That's amazing. That's how you wake up the time. I've probably just woken. You you've know, probably woken. Titans. God knows how many titans you've just woken up saying all that. I know. Oh my god. I know. The, no, it's the okay consequences I, that you could reap. 
It's okay because you're not a virgin. (laughs) That's kind of personal. (laughs) (laughs) I quote, I quote Gabrielle. Um, it's okay though, because I, I I didn't put the emphasis on the first syllable. Whereas if I yeah, said thank yeah. you very much, you're welcome. Hello, good morning. Hello, good afternoon. Hello, good. Oh shit! I just said it. Shit! You fucking idiot. Oh. Please check out the window oh, well. to see if any well, large let's... large men and simpering <laughs> women have arrived. Let, let's find out what I've got in store by seeing what happened when Gabrielle did just this. Oh, what an idiot! Um, <sighs> so like. One of so the, the the Titans awake and say which one of us liberated which one of you liberated the Titans, uh, and they're like um, this virgin here did it. So I'm like okay, thanks for pointing that out. Um, I know Gabrielle's kind of do you mind? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and they're like so they kneel down and they're like we will serve you, virgin goddess, and she's like and then she's just like mm, what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Um. So like give it, follow, give us your give us your commands, oh sacred one. Yeah, huh. mm, she's like, yeah, right. okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong. This couldn't possibly go wrong. Um, uh, it basically right. This whole episode reminded me of last night for about two hours. Um, mm. I, as you know, because you're in this chat, tortured the group chat with screen, oh, with screenshots from um the OTP prompt <laughs> generator that I saw a link to on Tumblr. Um, you just yeah. put in the names and you just click generate and it'll give you a prompt and just about everything that came out was just an episode of Xena Absolutely. Or, or just the show Like so it was like Xena and Gabrielle go backpacking around the world, that's just the show yeah right? you know? <laughs> and one of them was um, like a in the format of a script and it was Gabrielle says I'm going to do the thing Xena says that doesn't sound like a good idea Gabrielle I'm going to do the thing. <laughs> and that's this episode. Gabrielle does the thing. Gabrielle oh, does no. the thing, you know, and then it's, no, it wasn't a good idea. Jesus. Yeah, that's that's this episode, isn't it? Yeah. I have to have to say that that thread, and I, you know, I apologise to nearly everyone else listening to this who, were, who won't have been party to that. Um, it, it was just astonishing commitment to a, <laughs> a bad joke. That's me, just that's my brand. forever and ever. That is my brand. That's me. Just I, I, like, there was, I had to. I had to. There was no response. There was no acknowledgement. Five other people in this chat, including my own wife, just letting me scream into the voids for two all hours. Silently willing, <laughs> silently willing each other not to encourage you. Yeah, it was like do not engage. Which, which of course is 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 the encouragement you need. Clearly, this is working. <laughs> Clearly, this is annoying people. I shall continue. <laughs> It worked. It was good. I I was laughing a lot. I did laugh a lot at it. I just didn't want you to know. Oh damn! I just told you. Mm. Anyway, well, that's, that's very so on for you. yeah. So we're then into the body of the show. We've we've got past the the, the titles. So yeah, thank God. That's us a good five minutes into the episode now. Whew. Right. <laughs> Zena gallops off to chase Hesiod. It turns out this um. Former well, acquaintance of hers is called is called Hesiod. Yeah, and she she tracks him down to a tavern, um, makes fairly short work of of capturing him. Um, but then yeah, a, a the guy's of, a uh, fucking moron. He's like, oh, yeah. um, I'm gonna <laughs> uh, grabs the innkeeper that she doesn't know from Adam, and holds yeah, I, a knife ineffectually gonna... near his neck and goes, uh, oh, you gotta let me go or I'll stab him. And she's like, okay. 
Uh, just walk past me then, and I'll just sit here looking very casual. And as you walk past me, grab the knife. As you I mean, like yeah, the guy's a fucking moron. Um, but then and then a bunch of other guys appear, and he's like, "It's not worth yeah, taking the, down the, twelve the men alone." Up. I'm not worth taking down twelve men alone. And Gabrielle appears in the doorway, repeating a, a line from episode one: "You're not alone. You're not alone." She's, she's- She's not on her own. Yeah. Gabrielle's here. And the three with big her lads. New forced, her new forced perspective friends. Yes, that is it's another example of the giant tree through forced perspective. This is Only it's it's less convincing this time, because at least the, the guy they had that played the Cyclops was kind of stocky, so he, he would mm. he was had the right kind of proportions, whereas the Titans I think are a bit Well uh, just, I don't know. I'm not convinced. Um, they're like I'm not. Con- I'm not convinced they're real titans. <clears throat> That's funny, that isn't it? Um, mm. The the titans. The, the, basically, this episode relies an awful lot on low angle shots paired with yeah. high angle shots. You know, so they have a lot of low angle shots looking up at the titans to make them look big, mm. and then yeah. all the shots of the humans are high angle shots looking down at them to make them look small, and that's it. Um, but there then, you go. What, you have thing, learned they, they all get... of my skills in media reading. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing they one thing they do really well they get the the sight lines really spot on. Yeah. So I mean it it, it is an obvious effect, but it's it's pretty well done for a you know yes, a, a really well, low tech thing, good, isn't it? Good direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I read a a quote from Lucy Lawless about this episode about how the direction yeah how the direction really sold it. Um, on the the sort of whole conceit of the episode, whereas yeah. she herself didn't feel her performance was that good because she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. Um, <laughs> basically, she was like, "This was the first time where it wasn't really my story, and I was just sort of second mm. second fiddle to someone else's story, and I didn't really know what to do." Um, but oh, at least that's why, pers- she was such, that's why least, she's such a bitch to Gabrielle. Yeah, that was it. it. At least the effects were decent, is what she said. Essentially, yeah. if I can paraphrase. <laughs> Um, she said it was like a Hercules okay. episode, which I guess it kind of was. I guess it kind of was. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, more sort of that feel, Greek mythology nonsense in Hercules yeah. episodes. And actually, yeah. the next episode that we're going to do is kind of very similar in a way, and it even sort of is a Hercules episode because he's in it. Oh. When we do next week's, that, that's yeah. that's something to look forward to. Yeah, I'm not. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not too enthusiastic about it. I'm not going to lie. No. Um, We're not very enthusiastic about this one so far. No, not really. Um, no. Anyway, so, so yeah. Gabrielle introduces her new friends to her best friend. She says, Zena's my best friend. And um, the the uh, the kind of lame-ass one says, we we honour all friends of the virgin goddess. Yeah, the old, and, the um, old so, guy, the old cuck, the old... The old... <laughs> The yeah. old guy who's being cucked by his younger brother. By the way, all three and of it, these titans, despite the fact that they clearly have all fucked each other, they are brothers and sisters. They are. They're all. They're well, all. The, the, the Greeks had a name for it. Uh, well, um, yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, like uh, that's what all the ancient Greek gods. All the ancient Greek gods are products of incest. Like Zeus is the product of incest, and all of his kids are the product of incest. Let, let us not so, examine that too too closely. Do we? Can't we? I'd like. Uh, let's do it. These are these guys. If you Ugh, follow the mythology, 
These three titans are Zeus's auntie and uncles. Um, yeah, yeah, and and the their support. He's, like, well, he's not... the he's the son of Kronos, isn't he? Uh, yeah, and Kronos, 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 I think. Kronos and Rhea, who were brother and sister. Yeah, and uh, yeah. these two, <laughs> these two wankers well, like, yeah. here. These three wankers, rather. Sorry, the, these are brother brothers and sister of Kronos and Rhea as well. Um. I, well, it, I suppose it's the equivalent of who who did Adam and Eve's sons marry? You know, well, ex- well these creation they, stories are always a little bit sketchy on. Really, yeah, mm, I suppose. Anyway, like I'm not even convinced. I don't know where this idea that the Titans were were giants comes from either, because they are just the same species as, like, they're all like, <laughs> they're just the same species as the Olympian gods. Or at least they are in mythology. It's just like of a different. It's like Protestant versus Catholic. You know, it's all the same thing, <laughs> just with a I different, guess. with a different like, um, wrapping. That's it. You know. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah, window dressing. Different window dressing. Anyway, whatever. Okay. Um. So Hyperion. Yeah. He names himself later, but he's named Hyperion, the big one. The, the yeah. big one. Yeah, they're all big. Uh. The. Big the younger one, the younger looking one, um, yeah. he's not really into this servitude business, right? He's like, no, I am Hyperion, he... the Sun Titan. Okay, thanks for naming yourself, pal. Let's Google you and see who you are. Um, <laughs> uh, but this is like, here's the old, here's like one of the few good bits in the whole episode coming up, right? Because the woman Titan, who is not named for ages yet, but she's called Thea. Yeah. Um, yes. She talks about Gabrielle. Oh, we mustn't incur her wrath. Uh, talking about Gabrielle here, she may seem sweet, but who knows what destructive powers she possesses? And then flash cut to Gabrielle being completely unable to crack open a walnut. <laughs> <laughs> so that was quite and a, funny, and a nice little, a nice little um, sideline from from Zena saying uh, to Gabrielle, "May I have a word with you, oh sacred one?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she's Gabrielle, like, you know, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> did you did you awaken some ancient primeval gods? Did you? Did you? Um, but like, she doesn't <sighs> she need Zena's approval, man, because she's got this what fucking wimp. Like this guy, really, this guy. <laughs> he's that, does he have a name? I don't know or care. No, he's this, probably got a name. This is the the kind of priest guy, isn't oh, it? Oh, he's such a simp for Gabrielle, isn't he? He's like, oh, you've got such yeah. a, a noble spirit. You know, he's not quite, not quite potential soulmate of the week. So no, we, we don't God, get the jingle no. this week. Potential. But, um, he, potential he'd like to think he is. No, he's potential um, hymen breaker of the week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> More, more on that story. More on that story later. Yeah, more on that voice. later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so a little time passes. Hyperion has sussed out that Gabrielle is in fact a mere mortal, and the irrevocable proof of this is that he blows her over. Yeah. Thus proving that she's not a go- okay. Whatever. If that's how you sell a god from not a god, you just blow them over. Well, apparently, um, how could he blow a god down? Mm. Mm. <laughs> no, maybe that's okay. maybe maybe ability to withstand breath is not one of her godly powers. <laughs> it's like anyway, so he starts to run amok as you do, 
and they everyone starts running around screaming as they do. And then they run at Simp and Gabrielle and he's like, we'll be safe in here, running into a random building. And you're like, why? Why are you safe in here? The guy is destroying every building. Because it's made of stone. So he, yeah, it's But the rest of the buildings Hyper- are also Hyperion made of stone. smash! <laughs> so Hyperion basically trashes this model village to yeah. make it look as if he's a, a titan. So he's like yeah. a, 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 a Tuctonia or somewhere, which um, was a, our, our nearest model village when I was growing up. Uh, so yeah, he goes around, he goes around smashing everything up. Um Oh, I've lost. It. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. You've so lost he, the thread. And then, funnily I enough, he does he does smash up the building that they're in, and they have to flee that building to a different building. So, anyway, but at yeah. least he uses his brain the next time and leads them to a building that Hyperion will not smash, which is a temple to Kronos, which makes sense. Yes, yeah, so it's holy, holy ground for for both the Titans and the humans. Yeah. In the meantime, why, why there are still temples to Kronos running around? I don't know because. He the whole point of this was that Kronos and all the other Titans were overthrown by Zeus and the other Olympians. I I think During sometimes the you delve too deeply into this. You you delve too <gasps> you deeply. Think, you think? Shall I tell I you the? Shall I tell you one of the myths about Kronos? No. Oh come on! Come on! <laughs> okay, go on. Go, come go on. on. Um, tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me about the Titans, Wonko. Uh, okay, so one of the one of the things that I remembered about the Titans mm. was um, the Cronus's father was a uh, uh, Uranus, wasn't it? Uranus, yeah. The, um, let's Uranus, say and yes. Ga- Uranus and Gaia, Cronus's mother and okay. father. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think so. Anyway, so Gaia wanted rid of her husband. <laughs> Because he had done some bad things to her, like putting some of her other monstrous children in Tartarus when yes. she didn't when she wanted them kept out. And so she got her son, her incest oh, son, Cronus, um, and she gave him a big scythe and says, Here, go and cut off your dad's dick. <laughs> yeah. Which she dearly did and threw it into the sea. And in mm-hmm. one of the myths there are two myths surrounding the yep. birth of Aphrodite, and in one of them, uh, she was created from the foam that foamed up around his penis in the sea. This is so icky. <laughs> but Xena uses the other myth, the other creation myth of Aphrodite. We know that, uh, where she is the son of the sorry, the daughter of Zeus, and we know that because she calls Ares her brother at some point in the future. So we're okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you really are a teacher, aren't you? You can't, you can't, you can't pass, up, just, pass up an opportunity to I inform and educate. I can't pass up an opportunity to educate people about ancient mythological spunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on that topic, back in the cave, Hyperion tries it on with the weirdly passive Thea. I, yeah, what I is the deal her with her? Passivity is she, so distressing. Is she all right? Irritating. Has she had a head injury? Because no, she's like, been. She's been entombed in stone for millennia. Yeah, but that doesn't mean her head is made of rocks now. Like, she's really, really weird throughout. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is with her. Anyway, whatever. Um, So, so 
Hyperion's trying it on with her and and taunting um, poor old Cryus, who uh, Thea says is just a friend. He's just a friend. Yeah, um, he's, he's my ex now, but we agreed to be friends. Yeah, there was all sort of incestuous orgies going on with these people. Yeah, yeah, but um, and so Hyperion really wants he wants Xena dead now because of course he yeah, does. Yeah, d- despite really, it's it's Gabrielle who he's he's mad at because she's. She's the one that's been d- disrespecting his family, though. Um, yeah, but 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 Zena put but a sword into show. his foot. Yeah, Zena stabbed his foot with a sword, which would be the sort of equivalent of like poking you with a needle. She kebabbed him, didn't she? Yeah. yeah, I mean there was no blood or anything, and he was fine afterwards. But you know, the guy's just so, a bit my, of a... my notes. My notes here say. This stuff about, oh, weirdly passive Thea, such a creep. The warrior woman must die. She stands between us and the little goddess. And then I go on to say, oh, God, this is such shit. <laughs> I, that's, that's in the notes. So it, that, my, that is in the uh, the York notes for this episode. My next my next notes for the, entire, the entirety of the next scene are original baddie is still stirring up discord. Gab's simp is still a simp. Some kids are missing. <laughs> Xena to the rescue. That's the Okay, let me expand on this ever so slightly. So so the villagers start turning against Gabrielle, having thanked her because she'd got the Titans to do all this um basically fix the dam well and build bridges, all that kind the... of stuff. Could they not have got um, some beavers ter- in? Shush. Now they're <laughs> they're turning against Gabrielle because she's brought the wrath of the Titans upon the village, which, you know, is, is irksome. And um and, and Hesiod's kind of taunting Xena, saying, well, the old Xena would know what to do. The old Xena would, you know, be, be having a, a battle strategy and getting in the there. The old Xena would have slit your throat 40 minutes ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah. in, in comes a sobbing extra, a, a woman who um, has a line and presumably got paid for this line, um, saying that, her, her kid's missing because the children went out for a holy walk this morning. <laughs> what is what is a holy walk? Well, speaking as someone who was brought up religious, it means mm. that you have to fill in a sponsorship form oh, right, and get okay. everyone and get everyone you know to pledge fifty p. Mm. Either you know either yeah. like fifty p total or like five p a mile. Um, and then you go around after the walk and collect the money from them and send yeah. it off to, um, usually at my school, SCIAF, which is the Scottish Catholic International Aid Fund. Oh, okay. There okay. you go. That's what a holy walk is. So they're That's all out. They're all, they're all out walking for SCIAF, probably. <laughs> <laughs> With one of their um, mad uh, priests, and you know that because he's got the hood on. He's got the the yeah, red red clothes. I mean yeah, and and anyway, sure enough, Hyperion does capture the kids, and the the, yeah. the, the priest runs away, saying, "Run away, run away, run children!" Away. And obviously, he can run much run faster. Run away, children! So he, he I've escapes, got longer but... legs. I'll be the, I'll <laughs> yeah. be ahead of you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so Hyperion's brought them back to the cave. He's prepared to kill them. Yeah, um, right. And, and I, I want to say even... something about this bit. Of course, you do. <laughs> he's like I'm going to kill them and and Thea's like but why Hyperion why children and why he does children? say think of the children 
And Hyperion's Look, like, think of the children. it'll save us time later. Which I think, you know, it is bad to kill children. I'll just say that now. Mm. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. It's bad it to kill children. sounds as if there's a but coming. But. <laughs> but. <laughs> can you, <laughs> if you are bad? someone who's, oh, if you're someone who is okay with destroying the whole human race. Yeah. Isn't his position logical? <laughs> This week on The Moral Maze, is it always wrong to kill children? This is what this episode has driven me to. Uh, this is, anyway, this is, so, so Cryus... These are the depths. Cryus takes him on. Cry, Cryus... Yeah, fight, fight, fight. Try, yeah. So the other way that you Zena. know that they're titans is that their fight is really slow and ponderous. Yes. <laughs> As is some of their speech. Yeah. It's just irritating. Well, that's how they've been directed. So it makes them seem big. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, know. I, I know, but it's... it's yeah. <sighs> anyway, so yeah. Xena hears the rumbling of this, this fight going on. So she rushes in. There are stalactites falling from the roof everywhere. Thea's kind of going, oh, don't, don't, don't fight. Oh, no, don't fight, fight over me. No, God. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Hyperion <laughs> pulls off a stalactite, uses it as a club. In the meantime, Xena gets gets everyone out, uh, gets the kids out. And then Hyperion stabs Cryus with the sharp end of the stalactite. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, didn't, uh, he can't death. even, he can't even claim that it was in the heat of the moment because she was trying to pull him off. And going, no, no, don't yeah. do it, don't do it. But he's been dying to kill this guy since they woke up. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's he's surly, isn't he? He's a surly titan. He's a prick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say it now. <laughs> Hyperion is not a <laughs> nice man. It. You're calling it. No, he's not even. A, he's a not bad even a nice man. Titan. He's not he's a, a good very guy bad at all. Titan. Nah. These titans have no anyway. powers anyway, other than just being big. So to be honest, I don't know how people are saying they're indestructible and In what way? What I don't know. What sun has he invoked here? They're usually in a cave. No, you're you're the one that's been jenning up on Wikipedia before the episode. It's all bullshit, though, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, of course it is. (laughs) Anyway, so Zena gets the kids all back to the village. Gets gets them back to where they're holed up in the the temple. Um, Yeah, and And no good deed goes unpunished. No, so she she has a she has a net thrown over her. So Hesiod's behind this. He's persuaded the villagers uh, to to capture Zena and hand her over. He's persuaded his own personal jailer to to basically be a turncoat uh, and to to get in with the Titans, who will make them all kings. Yeah, um, well, the jailer's a bit bit thick. Oh, they're all a bit I thick. Think. So, I'm not gonna lie. So, anyway, so the plan is they'll hand Zena over Hesiod and his former jailer. They'll hand her over to appease the Titans and to to receive their reward. Um, so this this famously fearsome warrior princess, they tie her up with a bit of garden twine and put her in a wicker <laughs> basket. <laughs> yeah, but luckily how, Zena is. How do we think in, that's going to go? Well, Zena is intimately familiar with restraints. <laughs> that's, you know. uh, um, yeah. and so obviously she gets out of this restraint really easily. Of course she does. Course and she they does. end up and they end up presenting the Titans. Uh, well, Hyperion and a you know soppy weeping Thea 
who's crying yeah, over yeah. dead Cryus yeah, or whatever Titans. his name is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they present there was an empty wicker, wicker basket because Zena has escaped. Woo, good for her. And well, there's quite a nice that Hesiod has quite a nice line. What's in that? fact, turns out to be his his last words. Um, but he's he's um, kind of trying to get in with Hyperion and saying, "I I have I have the warrior princess, but first let me." Uh, but first speech. And he, he says, You'll find me invaluable. I have no scruples at all. Yeah. <laughs> that is what you want in a sycophant, actually. That's true, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so Xena's so Zena's gone and we see Hyperion's hand or foot or something or other come coming down onto the camera and we know that Hesiod and his his jailer have gone boom. Yeah, so we don't which... need to worry about this prick anymore, so that's good. Now we yeah. just have to work. So that's the secondary antagonist of the episode dealt with. Yes. Now we just need to deal with the primary antagonist. And uh, rather than going back to the temple, as you would expect, Xena just walks into the cave that they're in and just stands there quite in the open, listening to them discussing their evil plan. Well, Hyperion's evil plan, because Thea's still quite miffed about oh, the whole she's... Um, Cryos thing, in a, in a wishy-washy sort of way. She's oh, just not really arsed I but do this wish is, you hadn't. Oh, I wish you hadn't. So we're like half an hour in here, yeah. and this is the first we've heard that Hyperion's yeah. plan is to awaken all of the hundreds of other Titans, which is not... I mean, there were 12 Titans, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> all of the hundreds yeah, he, of made-up other and he, Titans and he, that are also he in the gestures to the He gestures to the cave, and the camera pans back to, to show... Literally nothing. nine nothing. other titans, which is the correct number. So that you know, Actually, it would have been yeah, 12. good point. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um. But they need Gabrielle. Yeah. There needs to be Gabrielle to do the second chant. Why there are two chants? I don't know. Why does the first chant just awaken these three twats? Um. And then you need a second <sighs> chant to awaken literally all the rest. You'd think I that it was, if it was like three at a time, there'd be multiple chants. Anyway, you would. It doesn't. It doesn't hold up, does it? Let's be real here. Well, not to not to even this level of scrutiny. <laughs> what a system! Here's chance. This half-hearted level of scrutiny. Yeah, it's like it's, maybe it's like getting a sample on Kindle. You know, where it's like download a sample, it gives you like few yes. pages, and then you pay two ninety nine and get the rest. That's good. I hadn't realised I was only downloading the free sample. <laughs> Chapter one. And like to be and then if you don't want the rest, you can just send the free sample back, which is what Gabrielle ends up doing at the end. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah, spoilers. Spoilers. They don't destroy humanity. Wow. Like sorry. Sorry if anyone was on tenterhooks as to whether or not this would end up good or bad at the end. Um, anyway, back back at the temple, having having sent Zena off in a in a wicker basket, the the villagers are now getting ready to hand over Gabrielle and and the simp priest guy. Um, when Zena comes back, and and um, and there's there's background rhubarb. It's Zena. She got away. Yeah, she sure did. <laughs> Gabrielle, Gabrielle Gabrielle really nonchalantly just sort of shrugs her shoulders, still tied up, and says, "Yeah, you you come to expect these things." <laughs> Like you, yeah. you, can, you can send Zena off to a certain death, but she'll be back. She'll be back. Yeah, she wasn't worried about her at all. She was. No, she clearly genuinely not. was not even remotely concerned about this. About this, um, <laughs> probably too busy, like 
being for some reason apparently attracted to this weird curly-haired simp that she's got hanging off her. <laughs> and they've got this great idea. Oh, there's another chant. So this is the third chant now. They're all kept to the same place. <laughs> A third separate chant that will turn them back to stone. So this is the return to sender option. You know? <laughs> and Yeah, as I say, yeah. Someone suddenly remembers, uh, or the simp guy suddenly remembers, there is actually an undo button. Yeah, yeah, you can click, here's how we click Control Z. But unfortunately, the the scroll is is kept under the altar in the Titan's cave, so it's going to be dangerous to get it. Um, So Xena says, no, not not having you doing it, not having you going in there, Gabrielle, it's not safe. And um, Gabrielle basically has a little, you ain't my, my mother. <laughs> yeah, kind of you're not even moment. my real ma. <laughs> <laughs> you treat so me, very put you, out. you treat me like I'm just a stroppy teenager, she said, stroppily teenagerly. <laughs> <laughs> and to, in order to get back, to get back at Xena, her great plan to get back at Xena for treating her like mm. a child is to go and spoon with this fucking weirdo. So Xena finds them a bit later spooning, fully clothed, and she gives them this look, this I'm so disappointed in you look. She was like, look, I get it, but does it have to be this guy? (laughs) Basically. (laughs) But this is the... Is this the... No, this is the second of Gabrielle's potential male love interests... I won't even say soulmate. I think that it fuck buddy was much more the thing here, but um, it turns out to be cuddle chum. But cuddle yeah. cuddle chum, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we had the warlord son with the good teeth, and now we've got this guy. Yeah, right. Zena's had three or four. I, don't, I genuinely don't know his name. Don't care. Zena's had three or four by this point. Well, this is the second one, one emo for guy, games. wasn't it? Uh, emo guy, yeah, the guy with the warlord son with the good yeah. teeth, yeah. Yeah, same guy. So, anyway, but so but Gabrielle's still kind of ticked off about about um, being disrespected, though. Uh, yeah. she, she obviously, G- Gabrielle does the thing. She sneaks off to the cave. Of course she oh, does. No. <laughs> of course she does. So she does some some hilarious, good, really good pantomime tiptoeing past the sleeping <laughs> Thea. She goes through these scrolls that, that, that's. Um, they're kind of in a in a little rack on some shelves, and she rejects several unlabeled scrolls. Like literally, there's there's nothing on them. She picks them up and goes, "That's not the one. That's not the one. Oh, this is the one." Um, mm. I think she's just observing the rule of three. The third one will probably be the right one. Yeah, yeah. So she picks it up, and then she gets mouse trapped. If you've ever played classic board game, mouse <laughs> The thing comes down over her, and there's Thea going. Uh, it's the second I win time, this time. It's the second time in seven episodes that a a giant character has trapped her within <laughs> in a mouse trap cage. I know. Why is that, Gabrielle? <laughs> come on. Um. Wow. You know, it's just like, come on. You'd think you would see it coming by now. But, you know. Anyway, so now that they have her captured, that the remaining Titans try to make her basically read the other Titans' alarm clock. They, they you know, yeah. read, read the scroll, read the scroll. Um, yeah, and the jeopardy of the rest of this episode really relies on whether or not Gabrielle's hymen is intact. 
For reasons. Um, for reasons. Like, some, they have to be a virgin for some reason. Because it's a... Yeah. Uh, let's discuss this briefly. <laughs> oh, okay, go on. <laughs> well, I really, 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 really object to this cultural narrative of virginity as a concept. Okay. Um, <laughs> it makes no physical... Because? Like, well, because it sort of ascribes a value to female sexuality that is corrupted. It's 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 slut shaming, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he even calls yeah. her a, the guy calls her a slut when she says she's not a virgin anymore. Well, a harlot. <laughs> I think he says she's a harlot. You little harlot. Yeah, like you know, as if right. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just sort of made up bullshit, isn't it? It's just a cultural. It's a cultural construct. Yeah, this whole idea of virginity. Uh, as there's, any there's sort a, of, you know... Before we get to the reading of the scroll, though, there's, there's quite a nice moment. We're, we're back in the temple and, and someone says, oh, no, they've got, they've got Gabrielle. And, and Zena says, if there's one thing Gabrielle can do, it's stall for time. And we yeah, cut back yeah. to Gabrielle telling the Titans stories about their own family. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. This. this is outstanding, right? <laughs> I wrote this down. Gabrielle tries to delay them by telling them stories about their own lives. And you're like, okay, this would be like if I tried to keep you on the phone by saying, hey, do you remember that time that you and your yeah. sister walked around the park for yeah. the London Marathon? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah let me about, tell, tell let me, that one again. Let me tell you all about it. You know I mean, I was literally there and I told you about it. But yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> tell me again. Tell me again. Tell me and more then, about me. And, and Thea is so dim. You know, Gabriel she's like, says, Gabriel's like, do you want to hear do another you hear story? about the time Zeus stole the lightning bolt? And she says, yes, 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 yes. tell me the story, tell no. me the story. Read, read the scroll. Oh my God, this has just reminded me. <laughs> you, remember? <laughs> you know how my mum was on the phone just before we recorded this? Yeah, we were ready to, to hit, hit go and... Uh, yeah, and then my mum phoned, Ma, Ma which is Wonko. half... That's Old half Ma an hour Wonko ago. came along, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, <laughs> She was asking me for recommendations for storybooks that she could buy. She got a book talking for her birthday off my sister and she called me up. The One of the reasons that she wanted to talk to me was to ask me for recommendations for storybooks. Now, let me just say, <laughs> she means this in as opposed to non-fiction books, cookbooks, yeah. baking books, etc. Like, she meant it, it she, means fiction. She means fiction, novel. but just the phrasing of it was hilarious to me. <laughs> I was like, storybooks, eh? Is that with pictures or without? Um, Do you know, I'm I'm often really surprised to remember that I haven't met your mum and dad. I've I got know, such right? A clear, clear, clear understanding of them. Clear picture of them. I yeah, feel it's like true. I know them very well. It's true. Oh, I love them. Yeah, they're pretty cool. <laughs> they're all right. <laughs> Anyway, so she Gabrielle reads the chant wrong deliberately, uh, which anyone who hasn't actually died of boredom in the last 40 minutes would realise because she's reading yeah. it with the emphasis on the, the last syllable. Leviosa. Yeah, yeah, she's doing Leviosa. Yeah. Um, oh, so, um, so this chant, to free the remaining titans, you remember we... Yeah, to yeah. Free the, the, the original three was... Um, Thank you very much. You're welcome. Hello, good morning. Hello, good afternoon. Hello, good night. To free yeah. even more, it's the slightly less involved. Goodbye, goodbye. Hello, goodbye. <laughs> you say goodbye and I say hello. 
It's a Beatles song. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's what you have to say. To except, of course, you have to do the first so, syllable. Whereas Gabrielle very cunningly puts the emphasis on the last syllable to um, yeah. avoid waking the Titans. But so, yeah, Hyperion's wow. onto her. Chanting ancient chanting by Lennon and McCartney. So interesting. Gabrielle says, oh, "It's a fair cop. I'll, I'll read it properly." And she says, but then she still doesn't. She still doesn't read it properly. She del- she uses no. She makes she makes, she makes one mistake. Though. She says, she says goodbye, goodbye, hello, goodbye. Yeah, he doesn't notice. He doesn't notice. So she does manage to cover her, cover her tracks. Mm. And uh, and Hyperion says, "Oh, I, I don't understand. If said correctly by a virgin, it should release the other Titans." Yeah, and she says, "Ah, well, there's your problem. I'm not a virgin anymore." And then he gets all pissed so we, off. Yeah, he wants to immediately murder her for having had sex. So I mean, uh, I'm just saying. Hashtag not all Titans. <laughs> Anyway, the one one thing we forgot to talk about before when they when they they're back in the um in the in the village and Zena Zena's overseeing some sort of busy work that involves ropes and planks so they mm. they're coming up with some there's sort a plan of there. scheme there's a plan there's a plan afoot and it turns out that the plan was to build some giant manacles or some like giant stocks mm, it's like ancient um, ancient Anne Summers handcuffs. <laughs> Who's who's Anne Summers? Um, <laughs> oh no, you've never heard of her. No. <laughs> yeah, so so they managed to to trap him. They get they get him to put his hand into a into a cave to reach for Zena, and they trap his hands. Yeah, it's like um, a Chinese finger trap. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got oh, you, yeah. we got you. And you know what, Thea finally. Uh, the last traces of, of rocks crumble in her brain and she actually has a good idea and she says to Zena, do you know what, fuck it, just turn us back to stone. Yeah, don't kill him. Actually, Why just... not? Why not? The world would be better off without him. He's a douche. Yeah. Um, but I, what, I, what I liked about this part uh, was the sort of hilarious sort of Little Britain-style t- filming of uh, like uh, the actress playing Thea with her tiny, t- holding the tiny, tiny scroll. <laughs> And then handing it off to Zena, who is handed a giant scroll. <laughs> it's like that bit. It's like the, the little Brit sketch down the with tune. Dennis Waterman, who is for some yes. reason tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little bit Little Britain. It's a little bit Acorn Antiques. Yeah, um, and it's a hundred percent Zena. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. So. For the chant for the um, chant to work, it has to be read by the same virgin. And aha, turns out Gabrielle is still a virgin because Yay, the she did just fucking... her cuddle, her cuddle chum, not her fuck buddy. It seems um, to me that there was a lot of like uh, jeopardy riding on whether or not Gabrielle had had sex with this guy. <laughs> do you think there was a little yeah, bit of jealousy? Was there any jealousy problematic from Zena? Do you think was that a jealous look? When she found yeah, Gabrielle I, absolutely. When, with the dude? Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah, I'm like, this not isn't, sure. I'm this not isn't sure. the narrative I had. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Um, it sort of reminded me of some of all the sort of really kind of gross fanfic that I read back in the day. 
And this was a don't, theme... Don't tell us about it, don't. No, no, no. This was a theme that I remember. Maybe maybe some of our listeners who read Dina Fanfic back in the day could tell mm. me whether they'd remember it or not. About um, more than one fic. So this was a trope where Dina yeah. and Gabrielle would have sex, but um, there would be no penetration so that Gabrielle could remain a virgin for her wedding. God. Um... And this is another thing about this concept of virginity that according to this according to these to this weird cultural standard that she could have had sex with Zena, but as long as no fingers went anywhere <laughs> Oh, I feel queasy. That she would still be a virgin for Perdicus when the time comes. Horrid. It's, it's disgusting. It's just horrid. It is a bit gross. Um, anyway, so there's a nice yeah. there's a nice little bit here. So that Zena has the, the the giant scroll that's no longer oh, the tiny scroll. Oh, this bit was slightly that, funny that as well. Had. Yeah, yeah, and it and it gets ripped into two or three. Turns out it's three pieces to, to, uh, yeah. into pieces. So um, Gabrielle has to read it, but Zena has it. So she and she's mid fight. So she calls out the lines to Gabrielle, who rep- it's basic dictation, really. It's um, yeah. call and response stuff. So and and this this one doesn't really translate as anything that makes a great deal of sense as far as I can tell. It says right. something about Heraklion and something about it's, there's another hello, a couple of hellos bunged in there for, <laughs> for some reason. So she she calls out the first bit and Gabrielle repeats it. She calls out the second bit and Gabrielle repeats it. And then she says, "There's a piece missing." And Gabrielle says, "There's a piece." Mi- <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> that bit was funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite nice. Yeah. So, um, that bit was amusing. I'll let them have that bit. Yeah, I quite like that. Quite like that. Anyway, Zena manages to get the last bit. She's it fluttering on a ledge somewhere. So she uses her whip as a, um, you know, a vine to swing from. Swings up to to get this this last piece. On her way back, she she swings both both feet whack into Hyperion's back. So he falls down the abyss that we didn't know was there. Hand yeah. the abyss. Um, useful. Gabrielle finishes. Gabrielle finishes the incantation. Everything goes all a little bit quiet, um, and then there's a little jump scare, isn't there? As we we get Hyperion's hand reaching up out of the abyss to crush them, just as it turns, just as he turns to stone. So yeah. we, we we've kind of phew, we got away with it. Yeah, we did um, it. We did it, lads. We yeah. did it. He's stone again. Yeah. And uh, Simp thinks he's in with a chance now. Now now it's all over. He can he can. Uh, yeah, they both, oh, oh it's she... really gross. This conversation. She was like, "You were nearly my first and he's like, "You, and you were mine. nearly mine. Oh, a pair of virgins, sort of not knowing uh, what they're doing." I know, Ugh. but she she gives him the brush off. Yeah, he goes to kiss her, and she's like, "No, nah, sorry, about. time's passed." Yeah, <laughs> basically, I can no longer use you to get back at the friend that I am. The <laughs> to get back at the friend that I am weirdly over invested in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, <laughs> that is quite um, shades of high school, isn't it? Actually, yeah, a little bit. Uh, and then <laughs> her and Zena have their little. They reconcile and they're like, "Yes, we're friends. We won't. We shouldn't let these things come between us." So, chicks before dicks, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. With with the, the parting humorous line, "Don't you ever touch my horse again." Yeah, I mean, she didn't. I don't. I'm still not. I'm still not sure what it was exactly that Gabrielle did wrong with the horse in the first place. She said, "Look after the horse." 
Like, why didn't you well, just there's, leave? There's been... why, why did you need to do anything with the horse, Cena? Why not just leave them there at the side of the road? Like, yeah. they were out of sight. She didn't need to go anywhere. Go. Nothing needed to be. I know. It's just go setting go yourself up somewhere. for failure. What the hell? You took my horse somewhere. Yeah, setting setting yeah. people up for failure, Zena. It's just, yeah. and you so know think, she's not good that's... with the horse. Honestly. Yeah, well, there's kind of been this this running joke of Gabrielle not being a good horsewoman and being being a bit scared yeah. of the horse. And the, yeah, well, they had to have that because um, the 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 expense of because um, there's more than one horse that plays Argo. It was most often. Mm. It was most often a mare called Tilly, but it yeah there you go I've researched, um but there were other horses that were stand-ins for Tilly at times. Anyway, the expense yeah. of stabling this horse, and looking after it and blah blah mm. blah, it was quite a, a hefty drain on the production, um budget, which is why okay. Gabrielle doesn't have her own horse until season five, <laughs> right? <laughs> because they couldn't afford. <laughs> They basically just couldn't afford to have two horses in the show. <laughs> um, okay. So so Gabrielle had to walk or be up on the back of the horse. And so they had to develop this uh, concept that Gabrielle would, wasn't good with horses. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway, that. so finally the episode's over. Woo! <laughs> Jesus. To, <laughs> to our mutual relief, I think. Yeah, I, I, I didn't particularly enjoy it, I'm not going to lie. There were fun, some funny bits... Did I like it better or did I is it better or worse than the low point of the season so far, the path not taken? Mm. <laughs> That's a tricky one, isn't um, it, to be honest? For for me it was worse. I didn't I didn't hate that as much as you did. Yeah, that's true. Um I I didn't I didn't enjoy this. I'm I'm gonna give this a three. I don't know, man. I mean, I I had originally written down five, and then as we went through this, I revised it down to four <laughs> because <laughs> discussing it made me realise how crap it was. Again, I think that I'll I'm, stay. I'm with... happy to have helped. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'll probably stay with four. A very below average episode with a manufactured conflict between the two main characters, but at least. At least, unlike the path not taken, they did actually have screen time together and did actually talk yeah. to each other sometimes. And it was a more Gabrielle heavy episode, and Gabrielle is a fun character to yeah. focus on. And she hasn't had really had a focus That's yet. True. Unfortunately, the first episode to yeah. truly focus on Gabrielle was this really boring one, um, yeah. where she acts like an idiot. <laughs> um. But yeah, what can you do? It's, yeah. Anyway, so next week, so I've given it a four, you've given it a three, so the bard's eye view on aggregate, 3.5. 3.5. So next week, Another next Titan. Week, Another Titan. We'll Two Titans in a row. Indeed, with, with Prometheus um, and, alas, with Hercules as well. And the so, Aeolus. Ugh. Ex- expect more world weariness from us, <laughs> but, yeah, but then, we, to be then honest, things, then things should pick, pick up again. It picks soon up after again that. after next week. Tell it you does. what, next week is next week is the swan song to Gabrielle's long skirt and blue top. Outfit. Oh, I thought we were going to say virginity. <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll come <laughs> back to that one. On. No, that comes later. Come back to that. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, the whole virginity thing, it's sort of like blood innocence, isn't it? A made up concept. Oh, yeah, completely. Thing of me. Social construct. It's a social construct. Sort of equivalence there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of. They mean the same thing, really. In a horrid sort of way. A kind of. Yeah. 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 Okay, so. Are you rhubarbing? No, I'm having a stroke. (laughs) Well, can you at least wait until we finish recording? (laughs) Okay. Right. So, yeah, there you go. Um, I hope that podcast was more entertaining than the episode. I have my doubts. (laughs) I have my doubts. Sell it, sister. Oh, today, we're recording today, a day early, actually. We're recording here, 28th of February. And uh, within the last two days, we've suddenly suddenly had quite a lot of engagement on our Twitter mm. with we have. We have. Uh, a bunch of people, well I say a bunch three new people three tweeting three us whole to people. say that they yes. dis- people we don't know, to say they discovered the podcast all by themselves out in the wild and that they liked it, which is, thank you very That's much quite you exciting. Guys. and yeah, we yeah, also yeah. had a fourth tweet around this time from someone who tweets every week thank you very much Danny Yes, uh, I keep meaning to give you. I Thank keep you. meaning to give you a shout out because you tweet us every week, and like for the first six weeks, you have been the only one to do so. So thank you. We love you. Um, yeah, it's very <laughs> encouraging. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that's our our. It's in the outro, isn't it? What our Twitter is probably. So yeah, if you yeah, do want to say hi to it. us, please do. It actually really really helps. Um. <laughs> It helps when I can screenshot nice tweets about us and send them to Flim Flam because then she's like, well, yeah. I guess we'll continue making the podcast for another week then. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Wonka. It's like podcasting with uh, Eeyore, I think, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Anyway, I, all the things that I make you do. This is your this is your tag on Tumblr for anything that we do as a, as, as a pair. Wonka made me do it. I was like, okay. It is, actually. Yeah, I really dragged you into it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, so Wonko made me do this episode, and Wonko will make me do the next episode, and we'll see you next week to talk about Prometheus. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flim Flam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast. And subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Amazon. And of course, on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye. Hello, I'm Professor Professor. <laughs> Hello, Professor. Should we start again? Let's start again. Okay. Okay.